Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders Live, where we talk about the day's hottest topics on policy, faith, and the culture. Always looking at those things from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. We're sure glad you're with us today. You can learn more about our program at our website, wallbuilderslive.com. My name is Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach. Normally, I'm here with David Barton, America's premier historian and our founder here at Wall Builders. Also, Tim Barton's usually with us, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. Uh, but neither of those guys are here today, and I'm not really going to be here today because we're headed out to the Pro-Family Legislators Conference so that you can hear Glenn Beck's presentation at the conference. Now, this conference, we do it once a year. It's a great chance for state reps and state senators to come together and exchange ideas and hear from great speakers. Uh, but sometimes we want you to hear from those speakers as well. And since we can't invite all of you to the conference itself, we share those presentations with you. This one this week, is this is actually the Glenn Beck presentation at the Pro-Family Legislators Conference. So if you have missed our programs this week, don't worry. They're available right now at wallbuilderslive.com. Go to that website today. You can listen to yesterday's program, part one, the opening of the Glenn Beck presentation. And today, we get the conclusion. So let's dive right in. Here's Glenn Beck at the Pro-Family Legislators Conference. Then it says, in their trouble, that they turned to the Lord of Israel, sought him, and he found them. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out. It talks about, depending on your, um, uh, your version, it talks about nobody wanted to go outside. It was unsafe everywhere they went. Sound familiar? Everywhere they went. And city would rise up against city. And then nation would rise up against nation. Sound familiar? Here's the part I really want you to hear. Be ye strong, therefore. Let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. He is telling us here exactly what's happened. Look, everything's been done before. I mean, I love people, you know, especially when you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, I'm so smart. I'm going to really read Plato, read anything. You'll realize not a new idea. There are no new ideas. But there is a renewal of good ideas. And that's what has to happen now. And for those of us who were born and are awake, we are literally the army of God. And I don't mean with guns. We don't need, you really think the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob needs us to pick up a few bullets on the way? I love people who say, how are we going to, how are we going to beat this? Um, I'd get on your knees and pray. No, I, I, you know what? I would repent. I would say, hey, Lord, sorry. Maybe encourage the whole country to say, hey, sorry, we really screwed up. I'm sorry we chased you out of every place in our land. Sorry about that. Please heal our land. How about that? And most people will tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. But what are we really going to do? I don't know. Uh, do you believe in the resurrection? Because I think that was probably bigger than saving our country. He did that. Why do you not believe he could save us? So (laughs) 
I wanted to come to you with some encouragement uh, tonight that what you're doing is a sacred duty. I don't care if you don't believe in God or not. He believes in you. And what you're doing is sacred. The eyes of the world are upon us, and they may reject us. They may hate us for a time. But I'm telling you, great and powerful miracles will come from your work. Your work will be rewarded as long as you are in his pocket. We, don't, we can never have him on our side. He doesn't pick sides. Do you pick which side you're on when the kids? Which, ah, I kind of like that one better than that one. I'm on your side. God doesn't do this. We're all his children. Powerful things. Miracles. Moses-sized miracles will come. When you are the David, not the Goliath, that's what you have. That and all of your experience that God gave you. I am a recovering alcoholic DJ. (laughs) I'm sitting here talking to a group of people about Jesus. I believe in Jesus, but most people don't think I believe in Jesus because I'm Mormon. Good heavens, is he really down to me? That's how bad things are, really? (laughs) We... He's going to take every mistake you've ever made and make it a strength. He's going to make it a strength. When your back is up against the wall, just remember, David didn't think he was doing anything big when he was out with lions protecting the sheep and slinging rocks at their head. But that's what he had done. And when Goliath needed to go down and nobody would fight him, he's like, I've thrown big rocks at the heads of lions. It couldn't be worse than that. Three smooth stones. An experience that you didn't think would come in handy in anything important. Okay? You have everything you need. You must educate yourself. It is so difficult. I have a team of people. You guys don't have a team. You might have a team of people, maybe, if you're lucky. Yeah, you don't have a team of people. But if you do, you're working on other things. We have a team of people. And it's hard for me to keep up. But you need to know what you're looking for. And what you're looking for is this. Follow science. We're doing something incredible in finance right now. Okay, In finance, we're doing something great and amazing. Never been done before. We're just going to print money and then give it to the people. And then, yeah, I know, I know, I know, Weimar Republic, you know, inflation. But that's not real yet. And if it does, all we have to do, because we have a new theory called modern monetary theory. It's very modern. And modern monetary theory says the problem with all the other theories that went and gave inflation to the world, the problem with that was they couldn't control the people at the source. 
Our friends, quick break. We're going to interrupt Glenn for just a second. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wobbler's Live. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Too often today, history education excludes great black heroes from the American founding, such as Lemuel Haynes. Haynes, abandoned as a baby, pioneered churches across Upper New England. He became the first black American to pastor a white congregation, to receive an honorary master's degree, and to be ordained by a mainstream Christian denomination, the Congregationalists. He was a soldier during the American Revolution, and in his churches on George Washington's birthday, he regularly preached sermons honoring George Washington. Even late in his life, he expressed his willingness to go back to battle if necessary to protect America, which he called a sacred ark. American history is filled with numerous examples of black heroes who are largely ignored by mainstream education today. For more information about Pastor Lemuel Haynes and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. We're back on Wobblers Live. Thanks for staying with us through the break. Going to jump right back in. We left off with Glenn Beck right before the break, giving this presentation at the Pro Family Legislators Conference. But now, with computers and with a federal coin from the Fed, a digital coin, we can say, oh, gas prices are too high. Well, you're essential, you're essential. You guys are losers. You're essential and you're essential, so you guys can buy gas. You're going to have to walk for a while, okay? We need to bring price gas down. That's what the CBCD is all about. The central bank digital currency. And they went into uh, production with it this last week. They just started a test, a full-blown test, uh, from the Federal Reserve with Citibank and a few others, to make sure it's fast enough to do all those transactions. Now, if you're going to get people out of currency, how are you going to do it? We have to be very scientific. (laughs) Follow the science. Well, if we inflate all the money and then we bankrupt people, the Fed just announced today that it would be good if companies would not give their people a raise because that adds to inflation. Oh, never thought of that one. How does it stop inflation? I don't know. All of us can't afford to buy anything. So if you just wipe people out, except for protected classes, of course, whoever those are, but they're the ones that should be leading us. They're more of a rancher than a sheep. Those people, those people will be able to buy because they know. And they will tell us which people can buy what products. But I got to get you to not own anything anymore. And I got to train you to think that you can't live without me. But as soon as I turn that digital currency on, you can't live without me. As soon as, as, soon as we turn on ESG, you will have to stop saying the things that you're saying in your school board. Because if I do business with you, you're a risk to me. Because then my ESG score goes down. And I can't, I can't do that. So you have a lower score than me. So I legally, without 
hurting my score. I can't do business with you. You can't come into my restaurant. I can't exchange goods or ideas with you because you've been deemed a non-person or a danger to all of us collectively because we got to make this scientific experiment work. And the only way that that will happen is if everybody just does it and never questions. This is the total loss of freedom on the entire world. David, I just, didn't I say I was going to try to do something uplifting? (laughs) I missed that, Mark. Sorry. Let me leave you with, indeed, one thing uplifting. It is, believe it or not, when you see what we have in the vault, um, you're going to find this hard to believe, but my most favorite personal item that we have out of everything is this. This was on my coffee table for about a week at my house in the living room until my wife said, could we please not have a rat on the coffee table? And I sold it and she was not having any of it. But I said to her, honey, this isn't just a dead rat. This is one of a kind dead rat. This is the only dead rat like it in existence. This is, was genius. When the Kais went in, when uh, Germany went into France, they couldn't have those factories fall in to the hands of the Nazis. And you couldn't blow it up. Did you know that only 10, uh, 10% of the bombs dropped by the Allies in World War II? landed within five miles of the target. So we were just kind of shoving them out the back door. I think that'll work. That was the best technology and science could give us. So when they came in, Churchill said, we cannot have these factories building tanks and planes and ships. We've got to destroy those factories. And nobody had any idea. Well, we can bomb them. You can't bomb them. We'll kill too many people in France. They're not our enemy. So he called upon a guy that he thought was a little bit different. And this guy was a pariah, even in his own family. His brother was a hero, but he was kind of a loser. And everybody thought he was a loser. Churchill found him and thought, I don't know. He's either a loser or he's got something that no one else has. So he called him in and he said, we can't drop bombs. How are we going to destroy these factories? And the loser said, I have an idea. I'll get back to you. So he goes back to his team and he talks to the head of his team and he said, listen to me, we need a hundred dead rats. And he's like, well, that's an unusual request. Okay. Uh, He said, just get them. They don't have to be alive. Live, dead, doesn't matter. But when you get him, I want you to stick a bomb in his butt. Okay? This is the only one left known in existence. Okay? There's a bomb in the butt of this rat. I don't know why Tanya said no, get it out of the house. Okay, so, so here it is. I'm not sure if it's live still or not. I don't recommend touching it. Anyway, okay, so here's, here's the good part of the story. Remember, what are they trying to do? 
stop the factories. What do the factories run on? Coal. So this guy goes back to Churchill and says, I got a hundred dead rats. What we need to do is we need to get them to the French uh, resistance. And then uh, Pierre, while he's shoveling coal into the, into the furnace, he'll go up and he'll say, hey, Pierre, I want things, <laughs> and drop a rat into the coal pile. Well, Pierre's not going to say, oh, the little poor rat, we should bury it. He's going to shovel it in and that will blow up the engine of all of these factories. Genius. Churchill said, great, give me the box. And then Churchill put it, put it on a plane and airdropped it five miles, <laughs> which happened to land right in the Nazi camp. Now, I like to think of the Nazis opening that box up. One of them picks them up and sees the bombs in their butts. Hey, friends, quick break here. We've got a, uh, a little bit more of Glenn Beck's presentation today. This is the conclusion, by the way. So if you missed yesterday's program, they are available at our website right now at wallbuilderslive.com. But let's catch a quick break. When we come back, we'll get the conclusion of Glenn Beck at the Pro Family Legislators Conference. Hey, this is Tim Barton with Wall Builders. And as you've had the opportunity to listen to Wall Builders Live, you've probably heard the wealth of information about our nation, about our spiritual heritage, about the religious liberties, about all the things that makes America exceptional. And you might be thinking, as incredible as this information is, I wish there was a way that I could get one of the Wall Builders guys to come to my area and share with my group, whether it be a church, whether it be a Christian school or public school or some political event or activity, if you're interested in having a wall builder speaker come to your area, you can get on our website at www.wallbuilders.com and there's a tab for scheduling. And if you'll click on that tab, you'll notice there's a list of information from speakers' bios to events that are already going on. And there's a section where you can request an event to bring this information about who we are, where we came from, our religious liberties and freedoms. Go to the Wall Builders website and bring a speaker to your area. Welcome back to Wapiters Live. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, today we've been listening to Glenn Beck as he was speaking at the Pro-Family Legislators Conference. That's the conference once a year where we bring state reps and state senators together from all across the nation to exchange ideas, to, to sharpen each other's countenance, to help each other with things that have worked in their state and, and encourage them to do the same thing in other states, and also to hear from some great speakers. And one of those speakers this last conference was Glenn Beck. And we would love for you to be able to attend the conference, but it's only for legislators. So what we do is we take some of the best presentations throughout the conference and we share them here on Wobblers Live. This week, that has been Glenn Beck. And today is actually the conclusion. So if you're just tuning in in the middle of the program or just tuning in today, if you've missed part one and part two, they are available at our website, wallbuilderslive.com. Uh, check that out today and make your contribution at the website today as well. Let's jump in and get the conclusion from Glenn Beck at the Pro Family Legislators Conference. Now, they did not figure out what they were up to. They didn't realize it was for the factories. They thought it was for important German buildings. So here's, while it didn't happen, it didn't work the way it was supposed to, here's the one nice thing about the story. There was a whole squadron of Nazis that their entire time in France, their job was to go into the alleys and pick up all the dead rats and look at their butts. <laughs> so... Now, here's why I really love this story. The loser 
the guy that nobody believed in, the guy who's everybody else, his mom was like, you look at your brother, he's a hero. Okay, that guy, he's the guy who Churchill went to, his name is Ian Fleming. Okay, the guy who came up and wrote the James Bond series. The guy who actually put the bomb in the butt is the guy that he modeled Q after. <laughs> now, honey, now the coffee table? No, still not. <laughs> You're born for a reason. You have something that nobody else has. Do not betray your mission. Don't betray your mission. There's one thing about compromise. You can compromise. You can give and take, but not when the other side does anything but take. There is no compromise, and there is no compromise with evil. 10 million people can qualify now. 10 million more people can buy a home now. This came out this week. An estimated, this is from Money Magazine, an estimated 10.7 million additional people could qualify for mortgage thanks to the upcoming changes to the lender credit scoring markets. Hmm. Uh, black house, households in particular are expected to benefit. Now, this is going to sound an awful lot like uh, 2008, but listen. On Monday, the Federal Housing Finance Agency announced that it will require mortgage lenders to incorporate credit scores from Vantage Score when evaluating potential borrowers. Lenders will also need to transition to a new version of the FICO score for the first time in nearly two decades. Critically, both Vantage Score and the new FICO score will include information about a borrower's rent, utility, and phone payments. Requiring both credit scores when available, the result will be that more borrowers can be evaluated. Now, that's what you get from money. But fortune tells a slightly different story. Because... Vantage score 4.0 to sell mortgages. That what they're going to do is all these banks are going to come in uh, and all of these hedge funds that are buying houses up, double the price. Remember that? Okay, yeah. buying them all up. Well, now they've got a score that will help people who are not qualified to buy the house to buy the house. And then because their advantage score, which you'll understand in a second, they can sell those loans directly to the U.S. government. Hmm. Okay, new credit scores are deliberately designed to make millions more eligible to purchase homes. Under the new credit models, people will be able to improve their scores by engaging in activities that don't have anything to do with capital ownership or credit history, like paying phone bills, making rent payments, paying for water and electricity. Huh. What is it that I could do that has nothing to do with that that would improve my credit score? Hmm. That would be the S and the G in ESG. That estimates 37 million people will receive a credit score under their new model alone that are not currently captured. About 10.7 million will have a score of 1620, the minimum score for mortgages that can be sold to Fannie and Freddie. But 620 is not because they can afford it. 
not because they have the credit history. It's because they're willing to do something else. This is it. If any of your colleagues say, this is there. In fact, we went to their website because I told David about this a couple of hours ago. Went to their website. Guess what's missing? They've taken it all off. We went in the Wayback Machine. They took it off the day after I talked about it on the radio. <laughs> they are hiding all of it. David will have the information and show you everything, but I'm sure you're, a fr- uh, you're a familiar with Vantage Score um, if you know anything at all about you know, finances, if that's your world. Do not believe people that tell you this is a conspiracy. Do not believe people that say this isn't happening or this is just business to business, that we can't stop people from being in the free market. This is collusion with the government. Those people cannot afford the houses. Logic, actual American science that's rooted in real results will tell you they will not be able to afford their house, especially when the Fed is saying, by the way, don't raise anybody's salaries. They won't. Then those mortgages go right to the Fed. Right, I'm sorry, right to uh, the United States of America. So we'll be paying those, which will make us even more impoverished. And who will be the lien holder? Who will be the title holder of all of that land, all of those houses? By 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. I don't think so. I don't look for happiness from anybody but God. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to have you here. It truly is. Thank you for standing. Thank you. All right, friends, that was Glenn Beck at the Pro Family Legislators Conference. Today was the conclusion of his talk there from just a few weeks ago. If you missed the first two parts, everything's available today at wallbuilderslive.com. So check that out on our website today. While you're there, please consider making that one-time or monthly contribution. Also, you can listen in the archives to other programs from the last few weeks and months, and you can check out the stations that we're on all across the country. All of that available at wallbuilderslive.com. Sure appreciate you listening today. You've been listening to Wallbuilders Live. We stand undivided forever.